About 12 years ago, April and I had a small legal matter to attend to. Nothing sinister, I assure you, just a little name change. But it required us to go to court to make that happen. And so we sat down and uh, looked online to understand what the process was. And since it involved going to court, ideally it involved utilizing a lawyer. So being the responsible adults that we are, we looked up what the cost of getting a lawyer for a name change would be. And the cost, while something we could afford, was not something we wanted to pay. So we thought, we're two responsible adults. We have three degrees between us and we're reasonably bright. Surely we can figure this out on our own. And so off we struck to be our own attorneys, if you will. I had, after all, watched a few good men several times. I knew how this worked and I was just waiting for the opportunity to pound something and say, I want the truth. And I was hoping someone would step back, you can't handle the truth. And this is how it played out in my mind. What we realized as we got into it is that the legal system is this complex culture unto itself. It has its own language, its own traditions, and its own way of doing everything. And guess what? April and I didn't know any of it at all. Now, luckily, the judge took a great deal of pity on us, and he became something of our attorney guiding us through this process while also kind of presiding over the case. I have no idea if that was illegal or unethical or what, but we really appreciated his willingness to help navigate this system for us. And all was ultimately taken care of. It made me appreciate lawyers a whole lot more. I'm sure you all know a few good lawyer jokes, right? They oftentimes are the butt of a lot of jokes, but I came to appreciate the unique role in which they play. One way to identify what a lawyer does is they function as an advocate, one who stands alongside you, helps speak for you, and helps you navigate a context that you simply don't understand. And it's that image, it's that idea that Jesus uses today to help us understand what this gift of the Holy Spirit is. Jesus identifies the Holy Spirit as an advocate, one who comes to be with you and to help you navigate all that you experience and encounter in life and helps you speak in the way that you should. I imagine by now all of you are aware of the fact that life is hard. Does that get an amen and a hallelujah? Oh yeah. Life is a challenging thing. Just when you think you've seen it all, 
Next thing you know, something completely unique and different that you never thought you would ever have to experience just comes out of left field and knocks you out cold. Life is a challenging, difficult thing no matter who you are and no matter where you find yourself in life. But I would also say that life becomes all the more difficult when you navigate this experience as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus. Because let's pause for a second. There's a lot of things that Jesus teaches us, a lot of instructions that Jesus gives us, a lot of commandments and things like that. And are those things easy? I mean, let's be honest for a moment. Loving your enemies, that's kind of a challenging thing, is it not? Turning the other cheek, that's just a little bit difficult. And how about this one? Because this one's a favorite of mine. I love this. Anybody here like to gossip? I'm going to take by your smiles that you do. You just love to get that juicy gossip. I know I do, too. That's hard not to do, isn't it? And that's just sort of like three examples that I, I outlined there. There are a whole host of other things that Jesus invites us to do as we navigate this difficult life that only makes it more difficult. So who's succeeding at this navigating life in the Jesus way? Anybody crushing it out there? Yep. Didn't think so. It's all really challenging. It's all really hard. In fact, it's hard to just kind of keep it all straight in your mind. And Jesus knows that. Jesus knows that it's hard to navigate this life. Jesus knows that it's even harder to navigate it as a Christian. And so he says today that he's not interested in troubling our hearts. He's not interested in making us afraid or making life more difficult. Jesus is interested in giving to us peace, peace that calms our minds, peace that stills our hearts. And so Jesus sends for us an advocate, the Holy Spirit, one who navigates life with us, and helps to remind us of everything that Jesus has taught us. We get this gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism. And again and again, that gift of the Holy Spirit is strengthened in us when we hear sermons and sing hymns and pray our prayers when we receive communion, again and again, that gift of the Holy Spirit is renewed in us and strengthened in us. So that wherever we go and whatever we do, we don't go there alone, we don't do it alone, and we're given direction for the ways in which we navigate life. When I was growing up, my Sunday school teacher was a man named Jack Lawson. And he was an attorney, an advocate in Florence, South Carolina. And his chosen avenue of practicing law was as a public defender. Now, Jack was a smart guy. Jack could have made a lot of money in the legal profession. 
He could have really cleaned up good. But he chose instead to defend those who couldn't usually afford to defend themselves. Oftentimes, these were low-income people, and not to proclaim them guilty, but oftentimes, they certainly weren't entirely innocent, if you follow my drift. These are people that I would make a practice to try to avoid. I think you know the kind of people I'm talking about. We, we have people we try to avoid, don't we? I mean, we? We can own that in our sin, that we have people we try to avoid in life. He spent his profession standing alongside of them and speaking for them to make their woes not quite so woeful, to hopefully give them the best outcome and the best opportunity in life. And I asked him one time, I said, Mr. Lawson, why do you do what you do? And he said, in my experience, there is no lonelier place in this world than when you're the defendant charged with a crime. Because everybody turns against you. Everybody assumes right off the bat that you're guilty. Everybody makes decisions about who you are and your character and your life. And so there is no lonelier place. And he said, it seems to me that there in that loneliest place, everybody deserves somebody to come stand beside them and speak for them. And I thought that was profound. And I think it also speaks very much so to our own position in life. In reality, we are the defendant on trial every day of our lives. We're the defendant because we have sinned against God and neighbor. And what do you think the uh, verdict is in our case. Guilty as charged. So as a result of our sin, we find ourselves standing alone, apart from everyone else. But Jesus doesn't want to leave us there. Jesus sends us an advocate, one to be with us, one to speak for us and to help us navigate the world in which we find ourselves. And that advocate works a miracle. This advocate of ours is a better attorney than the one in Better Call Saul. Nobody got that reference. Good okay, one got that reference. Good show, check it out. This advocate of ours works a miracle. And even though we are guilty, this advocate of ours finds us again and again innocent because of what Jesus has done, is doing, and will continue to do for us. And this advocate continues to show us the way in which we are called to live. Called to live as people of Jesus people of peace, people of love, people of mercy. And so what we experience from Jesus and from our advocate, the Spirit, we are then invited to share with others that we experience in the world this day and all days. And for that we say amen and thanks be to God.